0: Shame is I. Nothing can come back when you're out living, oh, in your presence, oh, we press in, God, we press in, Lord. We've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves, where our hearts become free, and our shame inside. we Pre- yeah. signs and wonders you're the God of signs and wonders and miracles you're the God of signs Your glory, God's good heart, is <laughs> to be. Stand in His goodness this morning. Your goodness, Lord. Oh, we marvel at your goodness, God. Wherever you are, if you feel the boldness just to testify of His goodness, just shout it out this morning. Let us inspire others to partake of His goodness. Oh, you love us, Lord. And now you're hurting and broken within, overwhelmed by the weight of your sin. Jesus is And come today there's no reason to wait Jesus is calling bring your sorrows and trade them for joy from the ashes in life is born Jesus is calling Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. How marvelous you are mm-hmm.
1: So we have been saying yes to Jesus over the past few weeks. And in saying yes to Jesus, we have been saying yes to abundance, purpose, strength, and significance. Today, we are focusing on saying yes to belonging. Neil preached an excellent sermon during our Identity series, and the sermon is called I Belong. That you can find on our YouTube playlist, and I would really encourage you to... To make use of listening to that too in light of what he said today. He addressed what we identify as areas of belonging and belonging to God's family and what that ultimately entails. I would really encourage you if you haven't yet listened to that to please do so. But my question today is why do we feel like we don't belong? Why do we feel lonely even in a crowd and around family and friends? See, we were made to belong to God and His family. And when we haven't taken our place in His family, we are lost and outside of His family. The story of the prodigal son illustrates this so well that is found in Luke 15 verse 11 to 32. I'm going to read it. From verse 11 it says, Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after the young son got together, all he had set off for a distant land and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his field to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when the son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him? My son, the father said, You are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we have to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and he's found. When we come to this passage or any passage in scripture, a question we need to ask ourselves is why is it here? What is its purpose? See, the whole chapter of Luke 15 is an answer to the accusation the Pharisees and scribes accused Jesus of in verse 2. And it says the following, But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, The man welcomes sinners and eats with them. They were speaking of Jesus. And so the Pharisees and scribes were accusing Jesus. But the rest of the chapter is Jesus' response to what was really happening when he was welcoming and eating with those that were considered outcast. We have in this chapter, the story of the shepherd and the lost sheep, the woman and the lost coin. And we have the story of the lost son. Jesus's response to all the accusation is I am the shepherd looking for my lost sheep. I am the woman seeking her lost coin. And I am the father, embracing my son, who was once lost, but returns. Each of these is communicating an exceeding joy of what was once lost and now is found. See, there's a place for everyone at the table of Jesus, a place of belonging for everyone. No one is excluded. We are all invited, but we choose And when we choose to belong, I believe we are saying yes to the following. I'd like to mention three things from the story that I do believe we are saying yes to when we say yes to belonging. The first one is access to the Father. When we say yes to belonging, we are saying yes to access to the Father. Our primary place of belonging is in God and with God. We were made for him and live with him. When we are not connected to our primary place of belonging, we attach ourselves to other things as sources that can never fill us the way he would and could and end up being more empty and left alone. Luke 15 verse 15 says the following. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. This is speaking about the brother who left his father. Other translations say he attached himself to another. Some things we can find ourselves attached to is people, work, family, money, status, alcohol, social media, as a primary source to draw from. But why is it that even in a room full of people, we can still feel alone? We can try and fill the void of loneliness with so many things and still feel alone. John 15 says that I am the vine and you are the branches. You see, he is our source, the one we draw from. And saying yes to belonging to Jesus is saying yes to access to our primary place of belonging, that being the father. No one comes to the father except through the son. In the story, the son's decision to leave separates him from his father. And likewise, sin separates us from our father. But Jesus made a way back to father. We had become lost at one stage. But because of Jesus, we too now can be found and have access to our father and be united to our father. Jesus said, I have come to seek And save that which has been lost. There's a portion where it mentions that in the depths of his lowest, the Son came to his senses. Without Jesus, we would never come to our senses. He came to convict but not condemn us. Can you imagine being one of the outcasts sitting with Jesus? Can you imagine what the conversation would have been about? Jesus sharing about the kingdom. And lights going on for those he was seated with. Sinners coming to their senses. The lost being found. In the second parable in Luke 15, it says the woman switched on the light and searched for the coin. That was exactly what Jesus was doing when he sat with sinners and outsiders. And in all three of these parables, there was rejoicing when that which was lost was. Was found. The sheep belonged to the shepherd. The coin belonged to the woman. The son belonged to the father. And we too belong to the father. Isaiah 44, verse 5 says Some will say, I belong to the Lord. Others will call themselves by the name of Jacob. Still others will write on their hand, The Lord's, and will take the name Israel. We are called to belong. The second point that I think we say yes to when we say yes to belonging is that of provision. See, our God is not a God of lack. We might experience lack in the world because of the fall, but our God is not a God of lack. When God made Adam and Eve, he made them and provided for everything they would need on a spiritual, emotional, and physical level. In the story of the prodigal son, he had access to everything that belonged to the father. In one of the verses, it mentions that he left with great wealth. But in the process of being separated from his father, he no longer had access to what belonged to his father. Provision from his father. Verse 14 of Luke 15 says the following. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine. In that whole country, and he began to be in need. Think of the lost sheep. When the sheep was with the shepherd, the sheep had access to care, provision, and protection. Psalms 23 so beautifully illustrates this for us The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He leads me, He guides me, He restores me. This is what we are saying yes to when we say yes to belonging. We are saying yes to our shepherd's provision, care, and protection. Psalms 100 verse 3 says, Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. I'd like to draw a contrast with another person in the scriptures who experienced a famine, but saw the provision of the Lord. In the book of Kings we read about the story of Elijah the prophet who announced the famine in the land but what God had told him was something of provision for him. First Kings seventeen two to 6 Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah Leave here, turn eastward and hide in the Kerith ravine east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook and I have instructed the ravens to supply you with food there. So he did what the Lord had told him. He went to the Kerith Ravine, east of the Jordan, and stayed there. The, The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Here we have two individuals experiencing a similar situation, a drought, a famine, but two very different experiences. In the story of the prodigal son, He had no one to help him, but in the story of Elijah, God had provided for him. I wonder what your need is this morning, what the famine is you are facing. Are you in need of guidance, wisdom, healing, relational restoration, employment? During a famine, your belonging to father makes a way for you to navigate a famine and need much differently than to a person who is on their own. If he gave us his son and made provision for what we most needed, a way back to him, which we could not do for ourselves, what would he withhold from us? Our generous father provides for each of us. The third thing, he gave us his son and made provision for what we most needed, a way back to him, which we could not do for ourselves. So what would he withhold from us? God is our generous father and he makes provision for us. Thirdly, what I do think we say yes to when we say yes to belonging is never being alone. Now that's quite a statement to make, but two things I'd like to mention here. First, that God says he will never leave us nor forsake us. Hebrews 13 verse 5, and the amplified version expresses this thought so much more clearly, says the following, I will never, under any circumstances, desert you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support, nor will I in any degree leave you helpless, nor will I forsake or let you down, or relax my hold on you, assuredly, not. We know that man can disappoint and for each of us in our lives we might have experienced rejection of or hurt from being in relationship with others but he has not called us to live as an island isolated and cut off. He has called us to belong to him and to belong to his family, his household. Ephesians 2 verse 19 says the following, consequently You are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by His Spirit. It is so interesting that we are the most connected generation that has lived with smartphones and media, social media and technology, yet the loneliest of all generations. And it is not just because of social media. Social media has its place, but we are hardwired as people for depth of relationship with God and one another. And when we try to substitute that for anything less, we are left empty. Why else would God have said in the garden when he created Adam, it is not good for man to be alone. Adam was with God, but God said it is not good for man to be alone and made him a suitable helper, Eve. Part of saying yes to belonging is saying yes to God's family. Not a perfect family but his family anyway. And so we have a perfect father who teaches us how to live within his family. When we read the story of the prodigal son, the son returned to the father, but not only to the father, he returned to his father's household. I'd like to share personal testimony with you of me being part, a part of Hatfield's community and family and not being left alone. I came to this community in 2003 and I was 18 years old when I joined the Year of Your Life program. During my 20s, I lost both my parents in the space of two years to a car accident and a stroke. I was the oldest of four and felt the pressure and responsibility of what it meant to hold our family together. But what was interesting in that time is I had wonderful people from our Hatfield community come alongside me and journey with me through the grief and shock. When I got married to Sitley, my husband, an amazing couple came alongside us and mentored us and prepared us for the next season we were entering into. Later, when we had our children, one of our beautiful members journeyed with us and became known as Gogo a grandmother to our kids. And so God had surrounded me by his beautiful family where I didn't need to go it alone. There's a beautiful quote from Henry Nowen, and it says the following, Life is full of gains and losses, joys and sorrows, ups and downs, but we do not have to live it alone. We want to drink our cup together. And thus celebrate the truth that the wounds of our individual lives which seem intolerable when lived alone become sources of healing when we live them as part of a fellowship of mutual care. So with everything that has been shared today, how does saying yes to belonging help me on my front line, the places and spaces that I find myself every day? First of all, it gives us a template to how Jesus treated those who were considered outcasts not good enough and lets my life shine the goodness of God, that even when the world around me is going through a famine of whatever kind, His goodness and provision and care can be seen as a testimony for others. It reminds me that I am a part of a bigger family, His bride that he will one day come back for and that I am never alone. Let's pray. Lord, I pray for those who have not made their way back to you, that you would show them your love and kindness that leads them to return. And I do pray, Father, that as they return, they would experience your embrace, your rejoicing over the fact that they were once lost, but now are found. I also do pray that you would help us who already are a part of your family to know how to love and treat those who are considered outcasts and not good enough. Show us your heart and teach us your ways. In Jesus' name, amen.